Welcome to the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pranella Harris, a licensed mental health therapist, bringing you practical wellness tips to improve your mental well-being. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to get notified weekly when a new episode is available. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Restorative Family. You know, relationships are complex and stressful. In a room by myself, I am perfection. There is no one there to trigger me or tell me about my flaws. You see, when people enter our lives through fellowship, they hold up a mirror to us, reflecting back ourselves. And sometimes we get to see things that we're probably not proud of, some things that we need to work on. Sometimes we see good things. But it is through the eyes of someone else that we really get to see ourselves. Because, you know, without the context of a relationship, it's just you get to do what you want to do, go where you want to go, think how you want to think. There's no one there to trigger you or challenge you, right? However, you know, we are social beings and relationships are where the growth happens. Relationship is where the most fun happens. Yes, you know, they're hard work, but when done right, it can be a source of strength, helping you to be the best version of yourself you can be. So it feels good to have someone to share life with, create lasting memories with and experiences with in a safe and fulfilling partnership. You know, many strong relationships include five key components and that is communication, compromise, commitment, trust, and friendship. So today's episode we are discussing the five key principles to maintaining healthy relationships. All right so before we get into that let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Before we get into some very key foundational principles of healthy relationships, I wanna just go over unhealthy relationships. You know, and I'm I'm sure many of you out there have had your share of unhealthy and toxic relationships. It's like it comes standard issue. It's like a birthright, right? Chances are you may have stumbled into one of these at some point. These relationships leave a stain on our heart and it makes it difficult to be vulnerable in future relationships because of the memory of how painful and damaging those toxic relationships are. So that's why I want to take some time today to just focus in on, okay, how do we maintain, right? But if you're not sure of whether or not you have been or are in an unhealthy relationship, 
here are some telltale signs, right? Relationships will be either healthy or unhealthy based on the individual's relationship with themselves. So I know that seems like cliche and and just simple, right? Like if you have a good relationship with yourself, you can then have a good relationship with someone else. Seems easy enough, right? Nope, not quite. It's not that easy. See, earlier I talked about how being in a room by myself, I'm perfect, right? And it's when others come into that space that things are a little different, that they think different, that I get to see myself reflected back to me from someone else's point of view. So this is the tricky part. So I want you to listen up. When we are triggered in relationships, we get to choose our response, whether it be fear or love. There's a really, when you break it down, there's really only two responses. It's usually fear-based or love-based, right? This is a true measure of the person's character that you're in a relationship with because they will treat you how they treat themselves. And keep in mind, right, by themselves, they may not have this fear or they may not have this trigger. So this trigger is only happening in the context of a relationship. So you could be as confident as you want to be by yourself. But when you get into a relationship and you're really digging this person and you uh, have all these emotions, you start to get jealous, which is usually a telltale sign that you really like this person. Right. So let me give you an example. I'm going to break it down for you guys so you guys can follow me and understand what I'm saying. So let's say you're confident, you're a confident young woman and you're posting all these beautiful pics of yourself on social media. You go out and you get a lot of attention. You may think, wow, you know, this person is really, really confident. Now, let's say you then snag a equally attractive guy who gets a lot of attention and, you know, you're really feeling him. You guys get into a relationship, right? Now that you're in a relationship, things are going well, and now you're starting to have deep feelings for this individual and you begin to feel jealous, which is a telltale sign that you really care and you want to protect, you know, something that you really care about. That's a human emotion. It's what you do with it that tells you a lot about who you are. So now if you're in this relationship and your relationship with yourself is being unearthed, right? Now you're starting to doubt, well, you know, hey, um, am I as good looking as I thought? Is he really into me? All these other uh, sources of attention going to steal the attention that he once gave me. And you start to feel fear, which is expressed through insecurity. Now you're starting to feel insecure. And this is where that reflection of yourself comes in, because it's only through that relationship. It's only by caring about someone else and seeing other people as threats that you start to question who you are at the core. All right. So if you are operating from a fear-based sense of self, your self-concept isn't strong as you thought it was, you know, because, you know, it's great. Self-confidence is great when everything is going well, when you're getting attention. It's usually during adversity 
that you get to really see the holes in your perception of self, right? The weak points, the soft areas of your self-concept, right? So let's say you're operating from the fear base or that insecurity um, that, hey, you're not as good as, right? So you might start arguments, right? This person you know, is going out and you fear that, you know, they're going to get all this female attention, you might start an argument on purpose just to get reassurance that, hey, this person is really into you. You might go through the partner's phone looking for evidence, proof that, hey, you know, you're not worthy, that there is something going on. Uh, You may try to call him names. Maybe if I, you know, knocked him down a notch, knocked his confidence, or maybe if I tricked him to think he wasn't as good looking as he is, maybe he would stay with me. Maybe, you know, he'll have the same kind of doubt that I have within myself. So now I'm projecting that onto him and I'm calling him names and I'm being verbally abusive. So this is what happens when you operate from that fear base. All right. However, if you're vibrating higher and you choose love, right? You're going to operate from a place of love because that's how you treat yourself. Again, we're going over the fact that, hey, in order to be in a relationship, a healthy relationship, you have to have a good relationship with yourself. So if you have a relationship with yourself that is one of love and compassion, you're going to think differently about this same scenario. So, you know, if you are operating from the place of love, you would be confident that you bring a lot to the table. And so it wouldn't be a comparison against you and all these other options out there, because you know what you bring and understanding that, hey, everyone has free will. If that person was to choose another option, that's okay, because you have options as well. That takes a level of confidence and self love that, hey, you know, what's for me will be for me. See, there's a difference in mindset rather than doing a bunch of rituals to try to keep someone. You give people free will and opportunity to choose you and knowing that, hey, I'm a good choice for the right person. And sometimes, you know, not everybody will choose you and that's okay. But Bouncing back again, self-confidence emerges, not just when things are going well or in your favor, but it also emerges in adversity. So if you were to be rejected, having the self-confidence to know that, hey, this person just didn't see my value, but there is opportunity or someone else who will see my value, who will see my worth. And I know what I bring to the table. All right. So that is, you know, what happens. So when we get into relationships, right, the relationship is really there to show us aspects about ourselves. And so if we're really attuned with that, we can really have healthy and meaningful relationships. So just to make this simplify, here are some some telltale signs that you're in an unhealthy relationship, right? There's unequal power. One person has all the power, one person makes all the decision, and the other person doesn't have any decision-making ability, doesn't have any power in the relationship. Uh, There's a level of dependency. Uh, Name-calling is another telltale sign, a manipulation. If someone is trying to manipulate you to do things that they want you to do, that sense of controlling another person, dishonesty, not being truthful, disrespect, hostility might be another uh, telltale sign, harassment, intimidation. These are all examples of 
tactics that people use when they're fearful or insecure or anxious. Okay. So let's get into the five ways of maintaining a healthy relationship. Okay. So number one is communication. When you're communicating, you want to listen first. So not so much as to listening to win the argument or win the battle or get the other person on your side, but listen to understand what uh, the issue is and how that other person, how it impacted your partner. And then when you speak, you want to speak to gain a resolution. You know, it's not about being right, you know, because when you're at odds, both of you are losing. So it's about how how do we repair this? How can we resolve whatever the issue is? So that's what communication is, is getting to know the other person, the way the other person thinks, the way they resolve conflict and what we can do to kind of get back on track. Number two is compromise. Relationships that are healthy have a good uh sense of how to compromise with one another. So, you know, you want to consider your partner's needs and try to get either a win-win or a lose-lose. So a win-win is, hey, we both get something that we want. We both get a win here. A lose-lose is, hey, you know what? We both are going to have to sacrifice something. We both are going to have to take an L on something. Okay. Number three is commitment. So, Healthy relationships have a good level of commitment. Hey, both of us are getting up every day, working on our relationship. We are doing what's in the best interest of our relationship. So every uh, action, how we show up in the world is really committed to one another, committed to this relationship, committed to staying together because hard times will come, you know, whether there are external forces from your partner side where they could be a loss in their family, there could be financial stress that is impacting your partner or impacting your relationship. There could be mental health issues, but really committing and saying, hey, no matter what's going on, no matter what is going on and outside, we are committed to working things out. We're committed to staying together and fighting for this connection and fighting for our relationship. This also means, you know, making sure you're dating, making sure that you're doing things that keep your relationship healthy, that you're being honest with one another, that you're not entertaining other people, that you're not making your partner feel less than that you're checking on them. So commitment to your partner and commitment to your relationship. Number four is trust. Trust is a very big one. And it's not just trust as it relates to infidelity, but that is also a very key component because once that's broken, it's very difficult to repair. But trust in the sense that, hey, I'm showing up for my partner consistently. They can trust that I'll be there. They can trust that I'm going to always check in on them. They can trust that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. They can trust that I am reliable. They can trust that I'm going to protect this connection, this union. I'm going to protect it by one, not doing things or presenting myself as something I'm not. So not presenting myself as single, not hiding them, not doing anything that will make them feel unwanted or that they can't trust my intentions. Number five 
is friendship. Having a foundational friendship with your partner is a key to maintaining a healthy relationship. Have fun with your partner, you know, still go on dates, you know, make sure that you schedule time for each other, that you prioritize that each other, that you share your dreams. You know, as you're growing, making sure that you're communicating about those those things that, you know, you're learning, communicating about uh, what's important to you, your goals for the future, um, supporting each other, you know, through hobbies, through your work, showing up for your partner, being playful with one another, laughing. Being unified fronts, you know, for outsiders. Again, the goal is to make sure that you have a friendship, make sure that you are prioritizing each other and having fun. All right. So in conclusion, relationships take work. But first, you have to be willing to do the self-work. There will be some things that you only discover in the context of a relationship about yourself. And, you know, do the self-reflection Um, so that you can show up as a better partner. Above all else, choose love. And you just can't go wrong with that. Love heals. When you are patient, gentle, and compassionate with your partner, you can overcome any challenges. So until next time, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.